The Insurance Coffee House is hosted by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies, brokers, and insurtechs in the UK and across the United States, attracting and retaining the most successful leaders to your insurance business. To find out more, visit insurance-search.com. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and be inspired by the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House. Today, I am really happy to be joined by Blair Amras. Blair is the Vice President of People Operations at Coterie Insurance. And it's a pleasure to have Blair join us on the line from Cincinnati this morning. Welcome to the show, Blair. Thank you. Good morning. Blair, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show. Really looking forward to hearing more about Coterie. We had your colleague, David McFarland, on our previous series, and there was a lot of great work, a lot of innovation going on there at Coterie. So looking forward to hearing the update and hearing what's going on there. Before we do though, as we are in the insurance coffee house this morning, What's your go-to coffee of choice today? I buy coffee beans from here in Cincinnati, a place called Deeper Roots. They, of course, source their coffee beans from around the world. I tend to just drink black with a little bit of a stevia. Uh, Pretty boring, but beans, I believe, are from Guatemala. Deeper Roots, freshly ground coffee. Blair, it's great to have you on the show today. Like I said, looking forward to hearing more about pottery. Before we do, though, would you mind sharing our listeners a little bit more about your background, your career, and what's led you to joining Coterie Insurance? So I started my HR journey about 13 years ago on accident. I hadn't really heard of the HR field growing up too much. I studied political science in college. I thought I would go to law school. And I did things a little backwards. I graduated from undergrad went into a paid internship, which led to another one, which led to another one. And that's where I made a connection and again, fell into the HR field and really immediately fell in love with it. Um, It's so complex. There are so many functions within the HR umbrella. And I became really fascinated by leadership and just the ability of leadership to really make or break an organization based on their leadership style and also their decisions. And I found myself occasionally thinking, I could do this a lot better, and I'm going to prove it. So I wanted to really learn everything that I could about the HR function. Again, there's probably, you know, depending on how you slice and dice it, there could be 12 functions within HR and, you know, specialists that's that dedicate their whole career to each sub-function. So I started again, you know, in internships and worked my way up. So started really with recruiting, performance management, some compensation, immigration work. And I've been in a leadership position now for about seven and a half years, really overseeing the whole HR department, all of the functions. It's really energizing. Every day is different. People are so complex that it keeps things interesting. A lot of what we do isn't set it and forget it. We have to constantly be evaluating policies, programs that we've put in place to make sure that it's staying up to date with the modern day workforce. And we know that there's not a one-size-fits-all approach. So again, constantly having to assess and make sure that what we're doing is working. Yeah, I love that journey and that fascination with leadership and obviously how the leaders of a business, 
the people leading an organization have the biggest impact and they can certainly make or break business. You know, you can have business with a relatively poor product and have great leaders and actually still have a great business. But it's very difficult to do the other way around. I think that insight around leadership, I think it's very interesting. As a HR leader, as a people leader yourself, is it working with the executive team to help push them and help them to maximize themselves as leaders and to grow the business? Or is it more around building out the operational function to execute on those plans? Or is it both of those things? Yeah, it's really a little bit of everything. I think another, again, a subset of HR is um, really internal communication. We have a communications individual who helps with internal, external communications, but really HR does play a big role in internal communication. So it's, you know, partnering with people leaders, our S team is what we call our executive team to really make sure that everyone is as updated as they can possibly be about, you know, any upcoming changes. We know change management in any organization is huge and trying to stay ahead of that best you can. So it's really a combination of helping leaders develop their own unique, authentic selves, and also just making sure that all of the communication channels are firing on all cylinders at any given point. And in terms of the business, Catery Insurance, time of recording, December 2023, where is the business at the moment? How's the business doing? So we're doing really great. So we celebrated our fifth birthday in September of 2023. Really, we're growing rapidly. We doubled premium in 2023 against 2022. We're operating at industry, you know, beating loss ratio below 60%, implementing a lot of automation so that we're, you know, helping with customer service interactions, which ultimately leads to reducing our hiring needs on the customer side going forward. It's good. Everything is, you know, moving in the right direction and we're we're busy. Catery would obviously describe itself as an insured tech as providing an alternative technology way of providing insurance. How have you found bringing in insurance people to your organization? Presumably, now you want a mix of insurance leaders and technologists and obviously people from a wide range of backgrounds, but specifically on the side of insurance where I know you're trying to innovate and do things different, but also you want that expertise as well. And how has that been in the time that you've been there? So it's been really great. I think what Coterie has done really well, and a lot of this was put in place before I joined, which I was really happy to see, is that we have an incredible employee value proposition. So, you know, we're a 100% remote company. Yeah. We are 100% coverage on healthcare insurance. We offer unlimited PTO. So we're, we really have tried to set up an organization that truly supports the employee's whole self, because we know that there is life outside of work and life gets very complicated. I think having those structures, you know, set up really helps attract the talent that we're looking for. So the talent that, you know, has that deep insurance background and potentially also some of the tech experience also and bringing all of that together. So we've been very lucky to really find some great people. I know the 100% remote being a remote first business has been very successful and it's been something that's been very important as the business has grown there's a lot of other particularly insurance businesses really struggling with that concept at the moment they're grappling with you know staff potentially not wanting to come back into the office where they were office based previously they have issues around 
culture where they feel that pre-pandemic there was a better culture because the team were together more and the days that they are in you know it's just very hectic heavily scheduled days how have you found building a hundred percent remote workforce there and how have you found the effect on the culture there at Rotary? Yeah. So again, culture is something that I think every organization should be constantly evaluating. It's challenging at times. I I do believe that anyone stepping into a predominantly 100% remote opportunity, usually assuming it's not their first time, they know what they're getting into, especially coming out of COVID. We generally know what to expect just from the day to day. But in terms of building a culture, the onus is really on, you know, the company, but also us as individuals to engage, to, you know, join that virtual coffee, you know, informal coffee meeting, just to chat with your coworkers. Really needs to be intentional about over communicating with everyone. So I think that's a bit of a, a learned skill stepping into this remote world, you know, just being intentional about, you know, take 10 minutes every morning, every afternoon read all the team's channels, engage in those culture posts. You know, we have a fitness, wellness, fitness channel. We have pets to watch lists, you know, everyone's favorite shows, what they're watching right now. It's really a combination of just making sure everyone knows that those channels are out there, evaluating, getting feedback from your team. So we have launched engagement surveys typically twice a year. So I've been with Coterie about 18 months now, and we're trending on a twice a year engagement survey. And we also have a virtual suggestion box that's always open. So we encourage our team, you don't have to wait for the engagement survey to share your feedback. We want you to always be sharing your feedback so that we can always make this the best place to work. And I imagine being a remote first business and building it in that way, rather than a business that has maybe just completely changed on its head after the pandemic, I think it's done in a purposeful and intentful way. The outcomes are likely to be better, you know, and it has been a great success. So how have you found the outcomes to be of having a percent remote team? Obviously, previous businesses that you've been at, I'm sure would have been either hybrid or in office. How do you find that the situation there at Coterie compares against some of the other businesses that you've been at? So one thing I think we do really well is communication. So mm. we have, for example, Every month we have a company all hands, right? Like we are dedicated to having company-wide, more formal report outs from our S team every month. And then every week we have a meeting called Friday Wins. So this is an optional meeting. It's not mandatory, but it does take place every Friday at four o'clock Eastern. And this is a more casual gathering, but the intention is to you know, come together, express gratitude, shout out your coworkers, discuss your wins for the week. And again, it's a more, you know, fun, casual meeting where we have music, we have trivia, we'll rotate who hosts. And there's also an internal award that we pass off um, each week to each person. And because of the time of day for some people on our East Coast, their children might be coming home, they may have to run out, get their kids off the bus, and their kids might join the meeting. So it's a really nice fun way to end the week for at least those on the East Coast. Some are, of course, on the West Coast. And just, again, you know, it's, it's it's a combination of making sure you're creating the opportunities to come together a formal way to hear business updates, but also to have fun because we need to always make sure that we're building fun into our work. I'm sure. And I know it's been extremely successful there at Potery. So, you know, lots of opportunities for HR executives listening to take note on how a remote first business can be 
successful and some of the benefits of doing that. Blair brings us nicely on to the espresso round now where the questions are short, sharp and to the point. You've got your deeper roots, nice freshly ground coffee there. Are you ready for the espresso round? Ready, let's do it. The espresso round. Blair, what would be your one piece of advice for someone, uh, maybe a senior leader coming in to interview their coterie? I would say over communicate that. I just, I can't express mm. that enough with a hundred percent remote company. Just be intentional about spending time and thinking, okay, you know, who do I need to follow up with? Who do I need to make sure that they're in the know about this? Because that can be a common theme of, oh, well, why is this the first time I'm hearing about this? You know, we want to make sure that we're following a, a proper order of operations to make sure everyone feels, you know, that they're in the know. So really that over-communication, because that's going to be the way that you're going to be dealing with your team. It's going to be the way that you're interacting with your colleagues there. It is remote, so over-communication is really that key. What would you say, looking to the HR leaders, the executives listening to the show, what would be your one piece of advice to them in terms of hiring and developing best talent? I would always have in the back of your mind that people are complex. They're not robots, that everyone is in a different season of life. And it's really important to take a look at the demographics of your workforce and just do the research, you know, what's going on in the world, socially, economically, politically, because it will filter into the organization and it will impact our teams. And so we need to make sure that we are building employee rewards, benefit packages to support our team members. Using that scenario there in terms of building out a diverse and inclusive business has that been something really at the forefront when hiring when attracting people into rotary it is so we do have a dei committee that meets monthly and in terms of hiring we do make sure that all of our hiring managers receive on average at least three pre-qualified diverse candidates to progress through the interview process. You know, our goal is always to build out a diverse workforce whenever we can. And we created a team member of mine really helped build this out over the last year, a people dashboard. So we can at any point in time, it will update the first of every month. We can see the makeup of our organization by gender, by age, by race, by location, our turnover rate at the executive level and so on, just what the breakdown is. So that way we always have a pulse on how our organization is looking. That's fantastic. And I think the deliberate approach that you take there is only going to lead to benefits in the future, you know, as you do have a more diverse team, as you do have a more diverse leadership team, that can only help to attract more talent in the future to have a more inclusive process to of a less biased process. And at the end of the day, that means more high quality talent coming into the pool from you to vet and select from. So it's definitely a win all around as you look to grow the business. In terms of external recruitment partners, what's the most important thing to you when selecting an external recruitment partner to the business? I would say definitely experience with the insurance industry. That is huge, but also having a familiarity with the technology space as well, because we are an insure tech, you know, what we're doing is not easy. We're trying to disrupt, I believe it's a $300 billion industry and it's, you know, what we're doing, it's hard. So having that knowledge to really help make sure that they're, you know, setting the stage for any candidates 
to, you know, make sure they understand just, you know, what it is that we are trying to accomplish day to day, bringing speed, simplicity, and service to our customers. Presumably, that's what you look for in your candidates, having that insurance knowledge and expertise, people who are thinking about how you can make it more efficient, how you can speed things up, how you can use and leverage technology more. You know, that's a good fit for the business. And vetting out those candidates who potentially have those good CVs, good resumes with some fantastic household names on there. Essentially, some of those are better suited in that larger corporate environment, that more steady pace of things, rather than a you know very fast moving insure tech like yours. Absolutely. In terms of technology, is there a tool or piece of tech that you use to support your hiring process or your talent attraction process, something that's helped you to be successful there? So I will say we have a team member, um, Jessica Fain, who's led our recruitment process for a couple of years now. And she is phenomenal. Even my own experience coming to Coterie, just such a great experience. And this sentiment is shared by everyone who joins Coterie. In terms of you know tools, so she does a great job screening candidates. We also include a project as part of the interview process. So we call it an experiential exercise. So they will have to essentially put together some type of presentation homework based on what it is you know we ask them to do. So that's one piece. And it's really telling also just the questions that they'll ask about the project, how long, if they say they'll need more time, if they just, nope, I'm not doing it at all. It's really telling about how they might work once they join your team. Mm-hmm. And additionally, we're, we're looking at including another layer into the hiring process called a job scan. And it's through a PDP Global, which um, I received certification from them about three years ago. There's three layers of this tool. One is a pro scan for that looks at the individual self. The second is a team scan where you you can take a bunch of pro scans and generate it through a team scan to just look collectively at a team. And then there's a third component called a job scan, which you can then use on um, candidates. That way, if you have a team scan, you know what the makeup of your team looks like, then it can give you some more insight into the candidates as to what is it that we really need on this team? Is it someone who has a similar skill set or someone's a little bit different to help maybe shake things up a bit? Um, And the tool is EEOC compliant, of course, because we have to be EEOC compliant. So we're currently looking into testing that job scan out on some of our positions. I'll look into that. That sounds like a great tool. Final question of the espresso round, Blair. What would you say the one lesson your job has taught you that you think everybody should learn at some point in their life? I think giving people grace. I think a lot of times you spend a lot of your time at work. You may see different sides of people come out. You may see more extreme sides come out. And I think instead of spending time thinking, what's going on? What did I do wrong? Why is this person acting that way? And talking to others about it, just, you know, maybe follow up with them one-on-one, you know, either have the difficult conversation, but show grace. You know, you don't know what maybe call they just received from their doctor or, you know, what they're going through outside of work. Again, we, we talked about earlier, you know, life, life is complicated outside of work and that will trickle into our professional lives, whether we like it to or not. Um, so I think ultimately just giving everyone a little bit of grace, you know, show some patience and I think it will take you very far in fostering and developing your relationships. Absolutely. I think that's great advice for 
all leaders out there, you know, put yourself in the position of your colleagues, of your team members, look at it from their perspective, and that can really help them achieve and go beyond what they're capable of. Blair, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Time has certainly flown by. Before we go, though, do you have one piece of closing advice for our listeners? If there is someone out there at the moment considering their options, they like the sound of Coterie, they like that 100% remote, successful working environment, what would be the best way for them to reach out to you? Anyone can reach out to me on LinkedIn or you can email me directly, blair.cameras at coterieinsurance.com. I'm always happy to network and talk with fellow HR nerds who are very passionate (laughs) how we can make it better. We'll certainly get some HR nerds and also a lot of insurance nerds, I'm sure, be reaching out to you to find out how they can be involved in a you know, really progressive, forward-thinking insurance business like this. And I think you know what you're doing in the market there is a great thing. And I think it's giving a lot of opportunity to people who probably wouldn't have that remote opportunity in their traditional business. Blair, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Really glad to hear things at Cloutry are continuing to go well and we look forward to hearing developments in the future but thank you for joining us today well, thank you so much for having me absolute pleasure thank you for listening to the insurance coffee house with nick hoadley join us next time for another episode packed with insights and advice for senior leaders c-suite executives and ambitious insurance professionals stream all episodes at insurance-search.com